Yes, yes, y'all. To the beat, y'all. This is uh, the Guest in the House, a Guest in the House podcast. I am one of your hosts, Trom Diggs, a.k.a. David Shanks, or David Shanks, a.k.a. Trom Diggs. I'm here with my man, Mickey Hess. Glad to be here again for more a Guest in the House. Yep, yep. And so <laughs> the name of our podcast, which We've spoke about the origins of the name on many occasions. A guest in the house has recently taken on a different meaning or a new meaning. An uninvited guest. In the house, uninvited right? guest literally in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Putting their feet up on shit. Putting their feet up on shit. All the things that we're told not to do when you... You know, so, you know, here we are. Mm -hmm. Here we are. Um, We've talked about sort of what could occur in this country if, you know, some of the, just some of the things that we have said needed to be addressed, some of the isms and schisms that needed to be addressed. Um, were not addressed and that we could enter a moment where, you know, white folks started tripping. Together and... we have arrived <laughs> at a moment. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Where did yeah. that phrase originate? That was, I sent you that back after the George Floyd protests mm-hmm. back in the summer. Mm-hmm. I believe that was a corporate response. Together, we have arrived at a T- moment. Together, we have arrived at a moment. Mm-hmm. I think that's There's very no together. Do it right. Yeah, no, but we've definitely arrived at a moment, and I guess we're together yeah. in the moment. I don't know if we're together though. Yeah, yeah as you're saying, uh, words are words are. I mean, you know, you're an English, <laughs> you're an English guy, so words are words sure. are interesting, man. Their placement and how they're placed, right? So. Yeah, here we are, man. I don't know. Again, we're not a current events podcast, but as we've also discussed at multiple times in this podcast, we're not here to be right. But (laughs) you can check the tapes and you can hear us saying that there's a certain mentality and a certain behavior from some of our um, Caucasian mm-hmm. brethren and sistren that left unchecked could land us in a dangerous spot. And that unchecked goes at least all the way back to Reconstruction, where 
the focus was to bring Americans together. Let's forget that whole civil war, forget who was a traitor and who wasn't a traitor, who turned guns against his own country and flew a different flag. In fact, let's say if you still want to fly that flag on your porch, that's cool. It's okay you started a war against the U.S. If you want to fly that Confederate flag, go for it, buddy. We just want everybody to feel like they're all on the same team. Right. Except. Except. Not everybody. Except we're still operating under a caste system. Mm-hmm. And that caste system is based on color. And so much of what, like W.E.B. Du Bois, who's... Black Reconstruction in America, I've mentioned several times on the podcast, so much of what he wrote about as far as the role of Black Americans in the wake of the Civil War and the role of white Americans in sort of crushing out that influence of Black Americans. Um, Black communities that were established in the wake of the Civil War and Black politicians who were elected and black voting blocks and, and political movements that were created were crushed out pretty quickly by the vestiges of the Confederacy under the guise of the KKK, under the guise of just straight up American white supremacy. Yeah. And yeah. already we're at that moment where it's like, well, you know, that breach at the Capitol, yeah, that was bad, but, you know, we need unity right yeah. now. All these calls for unity, right? You know, punishing people for breaking into a federal government building with zip ties to take hostages. Zip you know, ties. If, if we prosecute, if we really push forth with this, it hurts the nation's unity. Mm. I mean, what we've been at that exact moment so many times, right? And yeah, let people off the hook in the sake of unity, for the sake of unity. What? Because, you know, we've, uh, this has been dissected by so many pundits and so many news people and all of that, you know, we know this, but I guess two, a few things strike me. Yeah. One is sort of this reoccurring shock and surprise when something like this occurs as in some form of this has not shown itself throughout the history of this country, which gets me back to how much we don't know about the origins of our country and the history of our country and how much there was no need for any of it to be known because it didn't affect anyone but you know the um marginalized the black and brown the indigenous people Mm -hmm. prior to now and now it seems like you know good god-fearing white folks are having to see and deal with the ugly side Mm -hmm. of the privilege so to speak yeah, and and you guys are having a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <laughs> people who look like me, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I will say 
I do see a hint of progress in that a lot of white folks reacted right off the bat by saying, if those protesters, if those insurrectionists, if those capital stormers were black, this would have been a bloodbath. The police, the military would have opened fire in a way that they certainly didn't for this wave of white insurrectionists at the Capitol. And the acknowledgement of that, the recognition of that, is pointing in the right direction, but that's such a short half step in the right direction. Correct. Correct. And it's not only speculation. I mean, you saw the reaction to the Black Lives Matter protests and the wake of George Floyd's murder over the summer. Um, You saw DeRay McKesson hauled in and his case went all the way to the Supreme Court, right, for his role in protest. Right, right. Um, and then you have guy with zip ties already out. Yeah. Did you see the um the article on the uh the fool with the um Viking helmet and, mm. and his his need for organic food sure. <laughs> while on lock lockup? <laughs> I think the judge granted him his organic food as well. I believe you're correct. And just the juxtaposition of I'm going to take over the country but now I need organic food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's- and, you know, because because we, you know, it's easy to call these people rednecks and uh, they're they're stupid. They're dumb. They're dumb Trump supporters. They don't know what they're doing. They're, 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 they're idiots. But then you get my my son needs organic food. He hasn't eaten, and we realize yep. like. Uh, yeah. These are your, these are your, you know, this is the, this is the person who said, uh, don't worry about the guy who was looking, you know, your neighbor. These are normal. These are regular people. These and these are CEOs, real estate agents, um, life public, coaches, of, public officials, cops, uh, members of the national guard, elected officials. Absolutely. So and former cops and former military. I think, I think we spoke about, more than once. Perfect example. You talked about BLM and the protests and marches and demonstrations in the wake of whether it be George Floyd or a number of police sanctioned mm-hmm. killings of unarmed black people. We look at these people and the media portrayal of these people is generally that they're extremists sure. for protesting something that was done to them. Um, I don't, I'm, I, I didn't protest. Um, I know many folks that are colleagues of mine, friends of mine, family of mine who also did not participate in any protests. There are people on the front lines fighting for change and fighting for our rights. And I support and applaud most of them, the majority of them. There are some idiots, but I didn't participate. And most people I know didn't participate. But we're talking about 
just regular white folk down there storming into the Capitol, like <laughs> working, taxpaying, otherwise supposedly law-abiding, church-going white folk, you know, participating in sedition. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to overthrow our Congress. Trying to take hostages or kill members of Congress. And they marched in there like they had every right to do so. Oh, yeah. And like the cops and military ought to just stand down. And so this reoccurring idea of like what it is to be an extremist and, you know, who's extreme? He talked about the Black Panthers, you know, being labeled a hate group and, and, and being in the, you know, the whole notion of black identity extremists. On that note, I want to um, state for the record that I am an openly black man. <laughs> oh, just like Don Lennon. Okay. <laughs> Me and Don, we have that in common. Black. Mm-hmm. Openly black. I am not a closet black. Um, <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> so, yeah, the black identity extremists and, 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 you know, these fringe kind of ideas where, you know, there's some black people who think maybe based on 400 years of living in tyranny, we should separate. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if someone tries to do harm to me, I'm going to do harm to them. Yeah, These are extreme stances in the black community. The juxtaposition of that with just, I'm mad because y'all cheated my guy. We can't prove you did it, but we believe it. So we want our country back. Mm-hmm. That's what was done to them. Their guy lost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Their guy says he lost. And that's they, enough, right? Do you remember? Well, I guess he, well, he said their guy says he won. So yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. He's, he's in a I landslide. Yeah, yeah, he won in a landslide, yeah. but he was cheated, and that you know that's the final. That's it. How long did it take Hillary Clinton to concede in 2016? Was it several weeks? Not at all. It was the night of the, the night of yeah yeah yeah. She she issued her concession within a matter of hours. Um. And I follow a lot of folks on Twitter who for weeks and months afterwards were certain and still are certain that something wasn't on the up and up in the 2016 election, that that Trump Mm. wasn't elected by legitimate means. Mm. But I haven't seen anyone urge people to storm the Capitol. I mean, look at at the Al Gore thing. I mean, like legit – legit robbed right and just Mm -hmm. stood down and and people were begging him to fight yeah and his idea i believe was that it was better for the country better for the unity of the country (laughs) if he says well this is bullshit but i'm just gonna say hey that's the way it is i accept the loss 
So I read that, um, and it just struck me as well, that it was the first time in the history of this nation that the Confederate flag was flown (laughs) in the Capitol building. Yeah. Which is actually surprising to me. I mean, they certainly had Confederate monuments in there, statues to Confederate leaders. Things named after Confederate leaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually surprised that the Confederate flag had not been in there before. But I mean, I guess it, it's a it, it's a treasonous flag, no? Uh, as treasonous as anything in America's history. I mean, that would. I mean, am I exaggerating that? That's kind of the equivalent of, let's say. A Nazi flag flowing in the German capital or something like I think it's even not- worse, right? Because at uh, least the Nazis were in power, you know. At least the right, Nazi flag right. was the German flag for a time, right? Right. right. The Confederacy was never the U.S. It was right. in opposition. It was at right. war with the U.S. So did that's that's an act of war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's an act of war you're taking the symbol of an opposing faction mm. that tried to break away from the country that went to war with the country and you're bringing that in 2020 2021 I'm sorry mm-hmm. into the representation of the government of the United States of America That's heavy stuff, man. I don't know. It's not much of a surprise how we got to that point. I mean, the the coddling of Confederates post-Civil War and the coddling of Confederate sympathizers all the way up to 2021. Right. Um, Yeah, I mean, people complain about cancel culture recently, but what about the efforts since 1865 to to say, well, you know, it's just about Southern heritage. You know, let people fly their Confederate flags, let them put them on their shirts. It doesn't have anything to do with race. It doesn't have anything to do with treason. It's just, you know, it's something they're proud of. It's just a symbol they take pride in. And we believe in free speech and free expression in this country. Mm-hmm. And of course, now the fear is, well, you know, if they can tell the president of the United States that he can no longer post to Twitter, if they can take down his social media, well, that's censorship. And we all know where that leads, right? It's a slippery slope down to authoritarianism and fascism from here. Right. Right. And while I've heard that point made, and you know me. Because we've had this conversation about, you know, college campuses and, you know, about uh, Farrakhan and Instagram and YouTube and things like that. So I do believe there's validity to that point. But the timing says to me it's just more corporate grandstanding. It means nothing to ban him now. It's over. It's over for him. Who even cares? Right. So it's low hanging fruit at this point. Yeah, I mean, he it caused all for, the damage that he was going to cause yeah. already. It may keep him from 
sending more people to the Capitol in this final three days, and I'll give them that. But I'm not applauding Twitter for doing it so late. I think Twitter should have done it four years ago. I I think the plans to 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 go are already in motion. Absolutely. I mean, that's <laughs> it's it's. I'm hopeful that that people who didn't storm the Capitol last week have less means to be recruited into storming it next week. Yeah. If that makes yeah. any sense. Well, listen, they're going to have a hard time this time because mm. they're... They got that National Guard out there now. Everywhere. <laughs> I mean, thinking back to the BLM protests, right? Um, the Louisville barbecue store owner... Mm-hmm. That was shot and killed. He was shot. David McAtee was shot by the Kentucky Army National Guard. Mm, a man who fed the police once a week, right? Yep. And a community organizer, a calming presence, a peacekeeper in his community. Mm-hmm. And the National Guard was there to enforce curfews. They were there to enforce a 9 p.m. curfew. It's the only reason they were in his neighborhood at all. He wasn't <laughs> anywhere near the heart of that protest. <laughs> Um, last week, though, as people stormed the Capitol, requests for the National Guard were turned down. And from what I've seen, I believe three times. You had mm. Virginia's governor and Maryland's governor, I think, both saying, hey, do you want us to send in our National Guard? No. Hmm. Hmm. And I think the, the reason why is really clear. It's... It's bad optics when the National Guard shoots white folks, right? Go back mm-hmm. to Kent State. Mm-hmm. You know, the Kent State shooting where I believe four students died. It's still considered a real failing of military leadership. And so is the white supremacy the actual, what we would call supremacists who marched and breached the Capitol, or is the white supremacy the allowing for that to happen because of the coddling that is necessary of our white population? So the fact that they can't do that to white people creates a weakened defense for the people that they're supposed to be protecting. Absolutely. Whereas... Because those things don't exist for us, and because gen- I mean, there's a fear. I mean, you know, we, sure. there's a fear that we're going to revolt. So they're always prepared <laughs> for the get back. Mm-hmm. Because if I was a thief, I'd be prepared for the get back too. Exactly. I'd always be there. One day, these guys are gonna—they're gonna have guns. They're gonna come. They're gonna come to attack. So I'm always going to be ready whenever they're organizing something because. Us as black people organized for a long time, for some reason, has been the biggest threat to the powers that be of any threat in this country. Organized black people, I mean, you know, uh, the late great Jagger Hoover said it himself. Absolutely. Right. And so the biggest national security threat is black unity. So anytime we organize, it's a problem. I'm confused by that because all we do is march and ask for things that should be inherent to us anyway. But when white folks march, 
much. Everybody calls for unity. Well, let's not let's not dwell on the past. Let's look toward the future in the name of unity, national unity. When when really it means white national unity, right? Right. 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 And so in the aftermath of this, I have to ask myself, like, yeah, cool. Damn those people. They're terrible. How could they do this? It doesn't represent whiteness. <laughs> it's not. It's just, you know what I mean? We can do all of that. But will anything be done? to change just that whole structure, that whole concept Mm -hmm. that, like you said, makes our government say, oh, no, that won't be necessary Mm -hmm. for these people. Well, you mentioned- Because these are our people. That's it, right? It's our people. And unity is only- for certain folks. Yeah. And you mentioned the Nazi flag before. Do you know what, what the policy is on flying the Nazi flag in Germany? I do not. Can be punished by three years in jail. Hmm. Displaying Nazi symbols, um, saying Heil Hitler, the Nazi salute. You get up to three years in jail for that. Hmm. Now, what if we had enacted some sort of policy like that about the Confederate flag. There'd be a lot of pickup trucks in um, <laughs> Bucks County. To- <laughs> Every time I go to the Walmart up there, it's guaranteed clockwork. <laughs> but, you know, what if we'd instituted that back in 1865 when, mm. you know, in the, the name of national unity, maybe people could rally around the American flag. Yeah. Um, would we see the resurgence of Confederate flags today in the same way? Would we look at it differently? I would have to hope so. And it's not just the flag. I mean, it's the whole ideology, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and I will say this, um, you mentioned Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton said something to this effect before. Hmm. We can't, we're not going to make people stop hating people, right? Like the law is not to make you feel a certain type of way. The law is to make sure that certain actions can't be taken without repercussion. And so however you feel about the people you share this country with, is up to you. But if you fly the flag, it's a criminal offense. Period. Point blank. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's what laws are for. <laughs> well, we had people busting in with Blue Lives Matter flags, beating up cops, killing yeah. cops. Yeah, with, um, <laughs> with flags. <laughs> and we, we had a... a f- Retired firefighter hitting a cop over the head with a fire extinguisher. Mm. I mean, all these symbols sort of brought back into the melee at the Capitol. Right. It's kind of fucked up. Right. Right. You got people right. hitting people with American flags, people 
trampling cops carrying their Blue Lives Matter flags. Which, you know, right off the bat, the Blue Lives Matter flag by design, the thin blue line flag, that violates federal policy on the American flag, right? You're not supposed to manipulate it into some other sort of design. No. No. Yeah, so what do you think is, I don't know, this desire to turn the other cheek toward white insurrectionists in the U.S.? Is it all really that clearly about just black versus white? One of us versus one of them. Well, I mean, you know, the pushback on that, not from me, but from folks, would be that there were black people in that crowd. Mm. And so these were folks protesting Trump being cheated out of the election, not anti-black people or racist per se, right? Yeah. And, well, one, I'm curious to how, like, you know, how the how the black person in that rally deals with the Confederate flag being flown in the Capitol. Like, what, when they get in there and they're like, oh, wait, like, what... <laughs> How does that work for them? Like, what are they? How do they justify that in their heads? Right. That's I can't imagine that's question. the only symbol he saw there. Right, and so the other thing is, it obviously it doesn't surprise me at all that that would be the response from many. That mm. you know what I mean? It doesn't. You know, I seen Tamika Mallory and my son and and and, and activists in Louisville. Cuffed and placed in the back of vans for sitting at the um, home of the Which attorney general, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Representative um, Adam Scott was arrested there too. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we know how this thing works, <laughs> and we know the hypocrisy of our country. The question, just I guess, re- kind of remains like what what do we do about it what are we going to do about it and i think the whole issue of free speech that i'm sure is going to be at the heart of these debates you know mm-hmm. can we allow social media privately owned social media to kick politicians off can we allow social media to to dictate who's allowed to organize on their platforms and what sort of movements or organizations are not allowed you know if if we say okay so no QAnon stuff on parlor are we also okay if parlor says okay no black panther stuff on parlor no black lives matter stuff on parlor i mean these are going to be the questions that people hash out over the next several months well, because it has to be fair mm-hmm. and when i say fair not f-e-a-r but F-A-I-R. So for every action that is taken against the white haters, we have to find someone on the opposite end of it to say, well, we'll punish them too. So that it's not just us punishing the white people who did some foul shit. Sure. (laughs) Right? So, you know, that's balanced for some reason in their world. Like, so yeah, they're gonna ban all. Of, they're gonna ban all of it. 
Uh-huh. And then you're going to be, you know, the guy walking around with a Black Lives Matter shirt. is like, oh, we can't. That's just not that doesn't work. That's not can't good. Can't have that either. Right. Can't have that either. So this is the thinking that got us to. OK, so if you're allowed to have a black president, we're allowed to have an openly racist president. Because <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. It's push and pull. Right. Give and take. And yeah, I mean, I think so much of this, I mean, definitely you can trace it back to the Civil War and certainly Reconstruction, but so much of the modern incarnation of it is still the backlash to a black president, Barack Obama. I agree. I agree. And I still, I still believe that we have in many ways let mainstream media, particularly our news cable stations off the hook with yep. their complicity in what became Trump. Absolutely. The 24/7 coverage for greed because I'm he he was I'm I'm sure he did very 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 well for advertising dollars. I'm sure he you know I mean their numbers and they just gave us more and more and more and more and more and now, you know, again, is the shock and awe and, and yeah. the how appalled can we be? I'm this guy, <laughs> you know, this guy, the most dangerous thing about him is his narcissism, right? Yeah. And so the fact that he could amass that type of gathering and that, you know, they call it the demagogue kind of sure. mentality of like, oh look, look, they're they're ready to go to war for me. Like, did it like <sighs> the media helped create that? Sure. I mean, even during Obama's presidency, how much airtime they gave to Trump to talk about his birther of theories and the idea that Obama was not bored in the US. Mm-hmm. Which is really how he built his political brand. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Now, you know, we'll see in the, we'll see, you know, 15 years from now in the movie, you know what I mean? But I would venture, listen, this guy, he's a TV star. He knows numbers. They know Nielsen ratings and analytics and focus groups, and they, they do all of that work. So they knew the numbers. They saw a path and they worked and executed a plan with the help of, you know, just knowing mm. corporate greed and knowing how they're just going to play the numbers regardless of who it hurts, what it looks. They're just going to play the numbers. And so here we are. So it's hard for me, as despicable as it is, you know, what we saw. I, I can't get in here and pretend that like, oh God, how could, how could they? Because mm-hmm. we, you know, we, we, in many ways we got the president we deserve and the things we're seeing in this country are kind of what we deserve. This, uh, this is the byproduct of kind of our ignoring and our just apathy towards you know real shit 
and the truth, right? That other side, real shit, right? Yep. I mean, even the, the, the backlash against the 17 or the 1692 project. 1619 project. 1619 yep. project that we talked about on a past episode. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's not too difficult to trace a line from those kind of histories to exactly where we are today. Mm-hmm. And they don't want people to trace in that line. Mm-hmm. And, and, and at the end of the day, right? Like the overarching umbrella that is all of this falls under or the, or the fabric, you know what I mean? That, 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 that flag is stitched in mm-hmm. is the myth of whiteness. And what we're seeing <laughs> is the challenging and probably what we hope is the last days of the myth of whiteness. And there are some white people who cannot deal with that. Yeah. And what we're going to find out is how many white people can't deal with that. White people who think that they can deal with it <laughs> once it hits their doorstep and they have to resolve that. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I'm not superior. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep yeah, having these problems. That's going to lead to new resentments or new individuals tapping into the same resentments, right? People who thought they were cool with all this till it, it came to their doorstep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And until, like you said, when you talk about the 1619 project, the point of these things is not to beat white people up and blame them for stuff that they should be blamed for. (laughs) (laughs) But the truth is the truth. And what this country was built on has to be understood. And what's the word? Confronted? Confronted. (laughs) Confronted. And there has to be, and reconciled. That was the word. (laughs) There you go, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I always hope that the face of education will change. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, as an educator, of course, I see it that way. But I don't know how you could look at folks who buy into these conspiracy theories and refuse to accept court decision after court decision after court decision to say that no, there's no no foul play, no discrepancies, the vote tallies are the vote tallies. And say that we don't need to to reshape the way we teach facts. Yeah. And the way we teach critical thinking and the way we teach history. Um, and just make more investment in the humanities, period. You know, I mean the whole focus on STEM education over the past 10 years. And I don't see that people are all that much better at STEM. They seem to be getting worse at history and social studies, Mm. which have kind of fallen by the wayside too much. Right. Right. I think, um, you know, as an educator yourself and, even for me as what you would call, I guess, a storyteller or a writer. Sure. I think, yeah, you know, it is our duty mission to 
kind of right, you know, uh, that's an entendre, but right the wrongs, <laughs> yeah, you know, of our history and 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 shed light on just you know where you know where how we got here because mm-hmm. I think I think that's that's where a lot of people are confused. It's like, well, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. And it's like we never left. <laughs> We gotta, never dealt. We never dealt with it, but we never left. We've been here the whole time. We gotta reexamine our notions of free speech and censorship too, because I, I mean, agree. we did just talk about the sixteen nineteen project, yeah. which is a podcast and educational unit. I guess you could call it that the federal yeah, the government, yeah, the yeah. federal government opposed and put out a statement, you know, encouraging people not to use it. I mean, if that's not a form of censorship, I don't know what is. Agreed. Right? Agreed. But people don't like it when private companies like Twitter finally, far too late, tell federal officials, no, you can't be saying this shit on here. Right. Which is really not even a First Amendment issue. Right. Right. I don't mean, I. you know, it's... <sighs> It's very, it's very, 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 it's very strange, you know, and because you're right. And the thing about these social media platforms is they're not just allowing the speech. They're amplifying it through the algorithms. Sure. So if that's what you want. You're going to get as much of it as you can (laughs) consume, even more than you can consume. If that's what you're into, you know what I mean? I was laughing and telling a friend the other day, you know, if women with oversized feet are your thing, (laughs) (laughs) you can, to your heart's desire, you can, you can see oversized feet on women pictures all day if that's what you're into and you can keep being fed and fed and fed and fed and fed and fed and fed so yes there's an issue with you having maybe a fetish for oversized feet but that's your thing i'm no judge um do i ban the person who posts the feet pics you know or is there something just wrong with the algorithm? Hmm. And, and the fact that that can be done just for the sake of keeping you on mm-hmm. a platform long enough to get every single piece of information about you that they can acquire so that they can sell that <laughs> or they can market things to you while you're on there. Foot cream mm-hmm. all day. Foot brushes, anything, <laughs> anything feet oriented while you're on there looking at feet pics for an hour. And then you got somebody coming in and saying, you know what? I don't think that women with big feet should be in charge of things. I don't like them being in elected office. I think we ought to do something about this, right? Right. We got to take a stand. Any means necessary, right? We got to get in there and kick some ass. Some of these phrases that were used leading up to this Capitol riot. Right, right. And if you're running these algorithms, there's no way you can't tag actual calls for violence. Mm -hmm. 
and stop those. So now in the aftermath, you ban the president. The other jokers who are on here calling for violence all day, sending death threats on Twitter. Mm-hmm. They're fine because we got the big guy now. So they're not going to feel that. They're not going to feel that way anymore mm-hmm. because the big guy we took out. That's right. I don't know. So I don't know. But like you said, I um I agree that it begins with education. And I for the for the final time. It won't be for the final time, but those of us who have an understanding, there is now a heightened responsibility to have these conversations amongst each other, with each other, cross whatever barriers, and we have to have these conversations. We have to begin with truth and that's the only way the unity and the healing and all the things that you know are are always asked for when something like this happens we need to heal Mm -hmm. it's like well we can't heal until there's reconciliation until there's not even reconciliation but restorative there has to be something restorative there has to be some type of hey this happened and it's got to be made right. There's got to be some justice, right? Some justice. And who, we can't get to who deserves that justice because we're dealing with people who are on the other side, who inflicted or whose, you know, ancestors may have inflicted the pain feeling like they're being done wrong. Mm. So we're, you know what I mean? We're, we're completely upside down in it. Where the people attacking the Capitol are the people's whose history. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we can't even get to like, hey, guys, hey, these guys are the people who like were done wrong. And you saw part of the rallying cry was this is 1776. Today is 1776. Mm-hmm. Um, where's the today is 1619? It's the same folks. They just don't want to claim that prehistory. Yeah. What about um, November 10th, 1898, which was, you know, when an armed white mob staged a coup in Wilmington, North Carolina and overthrew the government, burning black businesses and killing black citizens. Mm. That's the reconstruction piece that you spoke about where we elected our own officials and we're running our own towns. So they couldn't even abide separate, right? <laughs> <laughs> but separate is good as long as you guys aren't being self-determined. Yeah. It looks like you guys have some good shit over there. We're going to come in and burn it down. No, know your place yeah. because you know, I, probably the only thing worse than a Negro is an uppity one. Mm-hmm. So how dare you guys get your own businesses you were slaves. Yeah, I mean, so much goes back to this notion of someone knowing his place, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the myth of whiteness, because what is one's place? Yeah. 
black people stay in your state. They got got to know your place. What is that place? The back of the bus? Like, what are we talking about? But it's been different things. It's represented different things. Yes, the back of the bus at one time represented our place. Know your place. Go to the back of the bus. Know your place. You can't eat at this counter. Know your place. Go to your water fountain. Know your place. Shut up and dribble. Certainly don't kneel for the national anthem. (laughs) But now kneel. Mm. Don't kneel, kneel. (laughs) And still, at the same time, don't kneel. You know, the the University of Kentucky basketball team and coaches all took a knee after the Capitol riot last week. Mm-hmm. And not far from where I grew up, the the sheriff and jailer of Laurel County, Kentucky, put up videos of them burning their UK jerseys. Wow! Because they weren't happy with that. And wow. it, it sounds like you know the pressure from some fans and boosters is even starting to crack the the unity of the team. You know, they all knelt, the coaches knelt, and then. Already you have some coaches saying, well, you know, I think we did that and now it's time to move on. (laughs) One night only. (laughs) One night only. Team Neos, if you missed it, you missed it. We're not going to be doing that anymore. We'll go back to the locker room. I think we're good now. Yeah. 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 Enough of that. Yeah. I, I, you know, and so, yeah, man, that's, that's where it all boils down to. That's where it all boils down to. Where is that place yeah. that we need to stay in? And, 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 you know, what? It's all just so, you know, you talked about white fragility on uh, more than one episode as well. And, I mean, is, is this all for that? You know, I'll I'll still go back to the distinction I made between the White Fragility book and Carol Anderson's White Rage book. I think this is White Rage. You know, this isn't white people's oversensitivity to these issues. This is white people's animus at these issues and rage at these issues. Um, White people just up in arms, literally, because they feel like what they deserve they deserve to be able to choose a president, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all these efforts at voter suppression and Atlanta still voted for Biden. How dare they? Detroit right. still voted for Biden. Philadelphia still voted for Biden. All these efforts to crush right. that quotient of the vote. Right. And we still didn't get the president we wanted. That's our right. Right. Yeah, I think so much of it goes back to this just this simmering anger that black Americans would have any say and how anything is run in this country. Know your place. That's it. You've gone too far now. You got, you know, you, you got a president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and now you've gone too far. Yeah, and then we have university presidents putting out statements saying, you know, we we condemn these actions at the capitals, but they still have a turning point chapter for students mm. on their campus, which is, is just recruiting grounds for, for the next capital march. Right. Yeah, I just, yeah, the, you know, the deep dive into, like you said, the rage and the origins of that rage 
Yeah. And, you know, what white rage looks like, to you know, as opposed to what, you know, James Baldwin talked about in terms of black rage. Mm-hmm. And the freedoms that are allowed to white rage, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, the ability or, or the, or, or, or the, just how you can be mad and express that anger as a white person. As opposed to you having black rage and even your black rage is restricted. How angry you can be is even a thing. Oh, definitely. Can't be that angry. Don't say that. Can't do that. But I'm angry. So you can be angry within these confines. This is as angry as you can get. Look at how often that term is applied to Maxine Waters, for example. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's angry. She's hostile. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen her breaking any windows. Mm-hmm. Pushing her way past cops, right? No. No. And I'm sure she was on the list of the people who were. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw... Um, Alive with uh, AOC, mm-hmm. and she seemed very shook up. Absolutely, and you know, legitimately feared for her life. Yeah, because I'm certain, you know, I'm certain one of those zip ties was for her. Sure, <laughs> and you know, certainly even for Vice President Pence, a lot of the specific rhetoric right yeah, in the moment called the traitor. Yeah. Go in there and get him, right? Mm -hmm. Go in there and stop him. Go in there and make him do his job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but I imagine the fear on the part of AOC or Ilhan Omar Mm -hmm. had a little different edge to it because they have been threatened extensively. Extensively. In a way that I just don't believe that Mike Pence has from anything I've seen. He hasn't already um, been targeted, threatened in the same way. Not, no. Until very recently. Correct. Until he, he went afoul. He yeah. ran afoul <laughs> with the leader. That's it. Yeah, so do you have any hopes that we have the situation under control for one day on January 20th? Um, you feel like people the- are, are going to be safe on the 20th? For, um, I hope so. I hope so. I, you know, I'm holding in one hand that it's going to get worse before it gets better. But as that relates specifically to January 20th, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, the demonstration, particularly in D.C., um, from the National Guard and just their presence says, like, we're not playing with you guys this time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I see that Justice Sotomayor is going to be swearing in Vice President Kamala Harris, my gut says, why are you putting those two women together in the same place <laughs> on that day? I mean, yeah. shouldn't we keep them both in different locations and keep them safer? Yeah, um, I understand it's supposed to be a show of strength, right? To show that this act of terrorism last week didn't scare people away from doing a traditional inauguration. Right. 
but I, I don't know if it, it's exactly even time for that show. Of yeah. I, 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 I always, I always felt like Biggie had no right being in Los Angeles. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's, there's a time for, you yeah. know, and sometimes it's just, Hey, look, let's do the reasonable thing. Or the so dog down to New York at the same time, right? And they got shot at filming their video yeah. around that same time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the idea of showing you're not scared is a very American idea, <laughs> right? You're not scared, but you're ready to take your revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think, you know, I don't know where my gut's going. Like I said, my gut just says overall it's going to get worse before it gets better because I don't see the corrective action. I just see reaction to when the thing happens. I'm not seeing us proactively doing anything to tackle the the root. Yeah. And as long as we continue to not address the root, you know, uh, the fruit is going to be crap. We're going to keep getting, you know what I mean? Shitty produce. (laughs) We don't deal with our soil and deal with the root of the things that we're, we're bringing. You know what I mean? It's just, and we just keep pretending that these things are not woven like I said, into the fabric of our nation. We keep acting like these are just people doing shit. There's that lone wolf theory again, right? A white shooter tends to be branded as a lone wolf. Mm-hmm. With mental problems. And and a black or Muslim shooter is obviously radicalized part of some larger organization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the idea that that white people can band together outside the law is just something a lot of Americans can't wrap their heads around because the law is so synonymous with whiteness. Right. And in reality, I mean, we saw a Capitol Police officer taking a selfie. We did. With the folks who stormed the Capitol. We did. Um, It's no secret, you know, there's a a police officer in Philly that the police union defends vehemently, has an Iron Cross tattoo on his hand. Mm. And the the president of the police union said a couple years ago, it's not a big deal. (laughs) It's just a tattoo, man. It's just a tattoo. Come on. Yeah, I mean, until we start making things like that a big deal, even at the lowest levels, we're going to see a lot more of this kind of thing. Yeah, meanwhile, there's like a kid who went to work at Taco Bell with his Black Lives Matter mask and was not allowed to wear it while on duty. Yeah. (laughs) Kid kicked out of high school for having a gang tattoo Mm -hmm. or something that's interpreted to be a gang tattoo. Mm -hmm. All the time. Mm-hmm. all the time but you know we don't want to say anything bad about our police yeah yeah I mean at some point I think that's going to have to to come to a head you know the idea that the people flying the flags and supported the police will 
run right over and beat them with those same flags. I mean, it was never about that clearly, right? No, not at all. <laughs> it's more of a mentality of saying, those guys work for me. They keep me safe. They keep that's me what, And that's what they were yelling. That's it. <laughs> yeah. You work that's for they're me. Yelling. And guess what? They're not wrong. Yeah. We're doing this for you, they said. Right? <laughs> we're not wrong. This is our government. We're coming. We, you know, we're coming for what's ours. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is, man. I, I don't, you know what I mean. We, I don't, I don't know that we need to talk solutions because yeah. I feel like we've been talking solutions for a year now, yeah. and um, you know, we just on our little small operation here mm. you just keep speaking truth to power keep having the dialogues keep offering you know our little insights and um you know hope that that energy multiplies and is amplified by some of our listeners and and, and, and you know that there's a groundswell of kind of folks who who get it and who are willing to do the work to um, primarily in the aftermath of whatever the hell is, <laughs> you know, when, cause this shit's going to hit the fan and then there's going to be, you know, it's going to be left to some of us to kind of put this thing back together. And I feel like even those of us who pay a lot of attention really don't have a full awareness of how big the problem is. I agree. I agree. My, Rachel said to me the other day, she said, you know what, you've been, I've been hearing you all this time, but I really didn't know like how much like this thing, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like what you said, the white rage, like I, I didn't know, I, I you know, it, to watch it, that they would be willing to do that. And that's not economic ma- anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. You had the woman who flew from Texas on a private jet and advertised her real estate agency. <laughs> She's also a life coach, by the way. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, look, if they're renting Airbnbs in DC, these <laughs> like that ain't cheap. No. So, <laughs> yeah. These folks was, you know, they 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 were they were seen coming back to their Airbnbs post March. You know what I mean? They're like they're on. Yeah, I mean they're on the plane. They're, they're you know these guys these guys aren't you know the the no teeth you know kind of image that we give of the guy with the with the dick sporting goods jacket. You know what I mean? Although there were a lot of those out there, a lot of the jackets. But I mean. <laughs> Like, you know, our typical, like, ah, oh, he's ignorant, he doesn't, do these are not these guys, man. These guys are they're organized, they're middle class. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, it's the, it's the white guy you work with. Definitely. White guy on your softball team. And that's why it was encouraging to see in one case a young woman identified her mom and uncle to the FBI. Wow. When she saw they had been involved in the riot. Wow. Yeah. Apparently they hadn't been happy with who she was or happy with the fact that she had attended some black lives matter rallies. So, mm. 
Well, that's that's a hell of a get back. Come back around on you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. But yeah, man, I think we can wrap there, bro. Yeah, we'll see where this is headed in the next couple of weeks and, and yeah, we'll be back I mean, with by more. The, yeah, shoot, by the time this airs, we'll probably know. Yeah. <laughs> no more at least. Yeah, we'll definitely know more. For sure. This thing is happening fast. Yeah. So it's like, you know. Who knows, man? Yeah. But um, we'll be then, here. We will be back. We'll be here. We'll be saying the same thing. Until <laughs> <laughs> somebody hears us. Yep, till someone hears us. Absolutely. But I guess signing off for today, I'm Mickey Hess. I am David Shanks, a.k.a. Trom Diggs. This was a guest in the house. Yes. Everybody Peace stay safe love. out there. Yeah, yeah. Power to the people. All people. All people. So hard. So hard. So hard.